1: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
0: Welcome to Unhappy Hour, the show where we bitch about all the things we love to hate every single week. I'm your host, Matt Belisai. You know what I want to bitch about first? My week so far. Because first, I'm pretty sure I broke my goddamn toe. I stubbed it. Fucking design within reach. <laughs> you pay hundreds of thousands of dollars on a coffee table. And then this is how it does you. Even though I got it for free. <laughs> but you know how sometimes you stub your toe and it like hurts like a bitch, but then it goes away after right, like an right. hour? It still hurts. And Oy. it's been like days. Then... I accidentally bought the crunchy granola <laughs> that, like, fucks you in the face with yeah. crumbs every time you bite into it.
2: Why do they even make those?
0: I don't know. For idiots like me who accidentally buy them.
2: Ugh. Then
0: I went to Sweetgreen yesterday mm-hmm. to try to be healthy and get a salad. And the salad barista, I ordered a kale Caesar, Clash. kale Caesar. And she was like, as is. And I was like, yes. And then as she started walking away, I was like, oh, oh add chicken. And she looked at me like I was the biggest fucking idiot that walked into <laughs> Sweetgreen and was like, it comes with chicken already. <gasps> And I was like, I am so sorry, ma'am. I am humiliated right now. I can't believe I just did that. And then she slapped me across the face <laughs> and then threw my salad on the ground and I ate it like a pig eating from a trough. I literally left and was like, "I, <laughs> why did she treat me like that?
3: <laughs> All sorry, I did was Matt. mistakenly
0: not see chopped chicken on the menu. Aww. And she acted like I punched her in the face. Anyway, I am here, as always, with my producer, Barry
2: Finkel. Hi, Barry. Hey, Matt, I'm so sorry you had such a rough week so far. Shut it seems up, like- Barry! Oh. I'm
0: not here for your goddamn sympathy.
2: All right.
0: But anyway, do we have a great show in store for you today? Because we're kicking things off with Worst Things First, the part of the show where I tell you the kind of news that makes you want to melt into a puddle, Wicked Witch of the West style. After that, we're diving deep into the worst things about shopping for clothes. Because getting naked in a tiny room full of funhouse mirrors should be left to psycho clown victims and not my beautiful self, in a stuffy department store dressing room and finally the podcast goddesses have answered your prayers oh oh marvel you thought infinity war was the most ambitious crossover event in history wrong it's this episode because we head to wnyc to visit kathy too and tobin low hosts of the podcast that makes us all cry laugh cry laugh and cry you get it Anyway, they host the podcast, Nancy, and they're our featured guest complainers this week. So let's zip up this intro like a pair of skinny jeans on an emo kid and get on with the show! All right, worst things first, the part of the show where I emotionally manipulate you by bringing you way down with some terrible news in the beginning of the show so that you can only be brought up throughout the rest of the episode. Here we go. First, a 23-year-old man in the UK claims that painkillers he took after a go-karting accident Turned him gay. <laughs> what a start. Unexpectedly turned him gay. Excuse me. Uh-huh. Obviously. Ah, uh, right. He didn't expect to turn gay. Who would? Anyway, Scott Purdy claims he was just a hot-blooded hetero, just dating, dating women, but then he broke his foot in a go-karting accident and started taking the painkiller pregabellin? Lyrica. It's Lyrica. Oh, Okay. At first, I was suspicious of the story because I've, I've never met a gay person who's been go-karting. Okay? Not in real life. <laughs> Only as Princess Peach on Mario Kart. But he said he started, he, he took Lyrica, and then he started to lose his sexual attraction to the ladies. Then he dumped his girlfriend <laughs> because he was lusting after Dick. Wow. Quote, it took me a while to realize what it was. I stopped taking it for a few weeks and the desire for men just left. So he tested it scientifically. That was
2: a science test. A plus.
0: But (laughs) he's happy with it. And he's like, I'm happy now. I'm going to keep taking it. I'm very happy. I want to keep on taking it because it makes me feel happy about my sexuality. makes me feel open. It's liberating. Later, he said, I had never been interested in men. When I was younger, I was a little bit curious. (laughs)
2: Oh wait, does So you're gay. <laughs> Just say you're gay. It really does seem like an excuse to abuse prescription drugs. <laughs> but also an excuse
0: yes, doctor, to be with men. <laughs> I'd like to continue taking painkillers and also being gay. <laughs> can I have another prescription, please? Where can I see that doctor? He went on a British TV morning show called This Morning, and they also brought on a doctor And the doctor was like, I'm so happy for you, but just so you know, you were gay the whole time. (laughs) (laughs) Like, literally, the doctor was trying to be, like, so polite about it, but he was like, just so you know, like, you were gay the entire time. (laughs) Next, also in UK penis news, two little girls.
2: No! No! (laughs) Terrible transition.
0: Two little girls. Oh my god. Bethany and Maisie, ages 12 and 7. Oh no. (laughs) Just bear with me. I don't want to. They went shopping with their aunt and grandmother. And they were told that they could spend their pocket money in a sweet shop, so they went to an independent store called LOL, or LOL, I don't know how they pronounce (laughs) it there, Um, which has toys and candy for children, but also an adult humor section. And what did they buy? Cherry-flavored penis candies. (gasps) Yeah, it was. It's basically tiny smarties yeah. in the shape of penises, Cute. and their mom fucking flipped out. <laughs> she was horrified to think that her daughters were just walking around shoving dick candies into their innocent mouth holes. <laughs> the next day, the mom went back to the mall and demanded an apology from the store, and the store was like, "We're not giving you an apology." But then they took all of the candy out of the store, all of the penis candy. It, so, great.
2: It does seem like a weird situation for a store. It's like, let's have something that's definitely geared for children, and then just have this little adult section right over here, too. <laughs> that's weird. Adults like candy, too, Barry. <laughs> where, where am I supposed to get my candy?
0: Anyway, they, the store said... As a result of this, we have now decided not to continue to sell it, as we can see that the item can be confusing, and if children were to see it, they might not realize what they actually are, and may think they were normal sweets. Here's the thing. If they didn't realize what it was, they would have no idea that they were just innocently chopping on candy dicks. No. Until their mom was like,
2: "What?". If they didn't know it was a dick, what do you think they thought it was? Like those tiny
0: seeds that fall out of trees and twirl to the ground?
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Twirly birds? Twirly birds. Um, like a fish? Like a funky fish?
2: Funky fish, yeah, for sure.
0: Right, a sausage. Especially English children. I mean, that's all they eat. Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> Next! A bunch of New Yorkers last week called 911... Just before 8 a.m. reporting that they'd spotted a tiger roaming the streets. I heard about this and I love it. (laughs) Well, guess what? NYPD emergency services came to the scene and the animal was caught. What was it? A giant fat ass raccoon. And do you know what they did? They brought it in and euthanized it. (gasps) So congratulations, everybody who called 911, you fucking assholes. You thought you saw a tiger. No, you just killed a raccoon who was trying to live his life, roaming around New York City following his dreams. In better raccoon news, a woman in Indianapolis was frantically ringing the doorbell at her local fire station at 2 a.m. to get help for her pet raccoon (gasps) because... It ate too much weed. (gasps) Oh,
2: no. Just like the mice in Argentina. Yeah,
0: except this time the raccoon actually had too much weed. And it wasn't just the police blaming it on an innocent raccoon. Basically, yeah, the uh, firemen were like, yep, he's high as fuck. (laughs) (laughs) He was like out of it and, I don't know, eating Doritos. But they were like, there's nothing we can do. You just have to wait it out. No,
2: you take them to the animal hospital and they pump the stomach. They're not going to pump
0: a raccoon stomach.
2: Is oh it a domesticated raccoon? There are exotic animals. And shoot it in the she face. She should have called Dr. Evan Anton.
0: Just because he's on People Magazine doesn't mean he can solve a high raccoon. It's just, it's like I always say, if you're doing marijuana with your pet raccoon, do it safe, okay? Finally, on a gooder note, the so-called poop train that's been stinking up a small Alabama town for more than two months is finally empty. Yay! <laughs> if you don't know, basically way back in 2016, this privately owned landfill in Adamsville, Alabama, started accepting New York poop by the train load. Because New York was like, we've had enough. We can't. We can't fit another single shit on this fucking island. And so we started loading up trains full of sewage and then send all our shit down south. But there was a legal dispute that kept dozens of train cars filled with rotting shit just sitting on train tracks in a railway outside of this town in Alabama. And then all of the citizens were like, oh, we don't like shit smell like fucking pussies. (laughs) (laughs) Buy one of those nose things that clamp down on your nostrils like when you go swimming and get out and live your goddamn Alabama life. Anyway, the good news is the poop train is empty and all the cars will come back to New York so that we can fill them up again (laughs) and send them back. Uh. And that's it for this week's Worst Things First. Next up, we're getting sweaty. No, not because we're heading to the gym. We're heading to clothing stores where I sweat out of fear and also effort. Let's dive deep into the worst things about shopping for clothes. Right now! Chafing. Bulges. Sexy mannequin. Fat caps. Deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive. Deep dive, deep dive. Tidy well it's finally spring at least according to the calendar because it's fucking april and it's still 40 degrees outside and my sinuses haven't even started violently expelling mucus yet at least more than usual get it together mother nature i should be waking up every morning with a throat full of my own dripping boogers the season for sharp snots is over This episode is disgusting. It is. But spring also means it's time to turn over your wardrobe. I mean, I guess. If you're the type of person who wears different clothes when it's hot outside. Personally, I just wear the same four plaid flannel shirts the entire year and just accept the fact that I will aggressively sweat through every layer of them for like five months. But even so, sometimes the sweat finally disintegrates your $5 H&M shirts and your massive chafing thighs tear an Africa-sized hole in the no-no area of your blue jeans, (laughs) and you gotta buy dun-dun-dun new clothes, prompting one of the worst activities known to modern man and woman, shopping for clothes. So, for today's Deep Dive, we are discussing the worst things about shopping for clothes. First, just to establish this right away, clothes should be free. (laughs) You can't make it illegal for me to walk around naked in public and then force me to pay for clothes. At the very least... We should be paying for them by amount of fabric, okay? Because I should not have to pay more for a pair of fancy underwear than I do for three of my shirts. Maybe I should be buying better
3: shirts.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Also, gay people should get a stipend for buying clothes, okay? The underwear costs alone are out of control. I have a family of guinea pigs to feed, but I can't! They'll all starve because other gays expect me to have good underwear. Thanks a lot society also i said this on twitter but just to reiterate underwear companies should be sending me free underwear to cover myself instead of hot people on instagram because if anybody's ass should be constantly covered it's mine next why don't mannequins look like normal people where's the melissa mccarthy of mannequins It's not helpful to know that the shirt I want looks good on your ripped plastic Adonis, who I would definitely experiment with if this weren't a public department store. I need to know what the shirt will look like dripping with guacamole at three in the morning, caked and crusted sugar from the rim of a broken margarita glass. I need to know what it looks like caught in the branches of a large bush outside of a Taco Bell that I didn't see there because it was dark out and I was delirious from my beefy five-layer Fiesta Gordita Supreme Doritos Locos Taco Quesarito. I need to know what it looks like straining against the pressure of my voluptuous curves as I swallow another sleeve of Oreos outside your dad's house. (laughs) I'm just saying, mannequin engineers could be a little less horny and a little more creative. Next, why the fuck are sizes different at every store? Oh, your sizes run small? No. A large is a large, sir. Pants are not people in a Dr. Seuss book. It matters how small they are. A person's a person no, no matter, matter how small. How about we just make all sizes the same? And if they're not the same, don't call it a fucking large. Do you think the sewer rats in Cinderella told her to suck it in because her dress ran small? No! They used their feces-covered claws to sew her the right size. Also, how am I supposed to shop for new clothes when all the bulges from the underwear packages are staring me right in the face? looking at me with their barely concealed blinking eye like Sauron. That's right, kids. A tall, hard tower with an all-seeing eye at its tip. Sauron is a giant penis. (laughs) Lord of the Schwing, am I right? (laughs) I'm sure I could order clothes online, but that's no better because online the underwear bulges move. <laughs> also, ordering clothes online is basically just agreeing to let an emotionally volatile alien who's never seen a human body before decide what's going to fit my fat thighs. Also, take it from porn nothing looks like it does online. Clothes from online stores are like Christmas chocolates. Sure, the package says it's going to be a beautiful, delicious chocolate tree until you open it up and a steaming hot lump of chocolate shit is staring back at you. And let's face it, I'm not returning anything that doesn't fit, okay? What else would I do with that one chair in the corner of my room if I didn't pile all my unreturned clothes on it? Use it to sit? I don't think so! You think I want to look the 12-year-old The Gap cashier in the face and tell her I ripped a pair of jeans because I was still kind of wet from the shower and I couldn't fit them all the way around my knees? (laughs) Absolutely not! The only way The Gap will learn is if I give them all my money and then I never wear their clothes in public. How about that? Take that, The Gap. But if you go into an actual store and you find clothes, you have to try them on. And that's where true hell starts. The following is a passage from my book, Everything is Awful and Other Observations, available everywhere right now. (coughs) This is what happens every time I walk into a dressing room. It goes a little something like this. I enter confident with an armful of button-down shirts and blue jeans. I take off my current clothes and pile them in a heap in the corner. I start with a shirt because that should be the easy thing to do. And also, I don't have to take off my undershirt for this and can spare myself my own grotesque reflection. But of course, I can only button... (laughs) But of course, I can only button the first few buttons before things start to strain, and I can hear the tiny sweatshop children who sewed these seams together start to cry. I give up on the entire pile of shirts, because if one doesn't fit, they all probably don't fit, and nothing matters anymore. I start putting on a pair of pants in the same size I bought my last pants in, only a few months earlier, but my bulbous calves barely fit past the part that should hold my entire thigh. I'm hopping on one foot and grasping at the curtains because that's what dressing rooms are these days, curtains instead of walls, so you have nothing solid to hold on to when you need to lean against something and cry. At this point, I'm stuck inside the pants. My entire leg is sweating from ankle to crotch. My back is dripping. My glasses are falling from my face. I can hear the sales associate shuffling uncomfortably on the other side of the curtain because that's the thing about curtains. Instead of doors, they don't really muffle your screams. Especially since they always leave a gap sizable enough for a little girl standing nearby to witness you bouncing haplessly in your underwear. (sighs) Is everything okay in there? The sales associate is asking. Do you need any help? Which is not a question you want someone asking when you're trying on pants. No, I got it! I shout back at her. Your clothes are just the devil! And then I finally break free, ripping the pants at the seam and coughing as loud as I can to cover the sound of the fabric tearing in distress. When I finally open the curtain and step outside... Back in the potato sack I walked in wearing, I look like I've just taken a shower, and the sales associate asks if I'd like to sit down for a minute.
2: Would you like to sit down and have a drink of water or perhaps dab yourself with a towel?
0: I politely decline, and before they have a chance to convince me that I didn't try squeezing hard enough, I run out of the store, knocking down a stack of t-shirts on the way out. The end. All I'm really trying to say is that we should at least do what the Romans and Greeks did. Make hot guys walk around naked and let the rest of us walk around in bedsheets and fancy belts. And that's it for this week's Deep Dive. Now let's scooch on over to WNYC for an interview and a game with Nancy co-hosts Kathy Tu and Tobin Lowe. So, we are sitting in a fancy-ass studio at WNYC with two of my fave podcast hosts. They are our guest complainers today. They're the co-hosts of the amazing podcast, Nancy. Welcome to the show, Kathy too, and Tobin Lowe. Hi, Matt. Hello. We like to start by asking everybody, what is one thing you hate that everybody else loves? Mm. Kathy, why don't you go first? Cheese. No.
1: (sighs) Cheese. Uh, most kinds of cheese. What about it? The taste, the texture. <laughs> the, the taste. I Okay, so when I was a kid, I, I'm an immigrant. I moved here.
3: <gasps> you said it like it was a
0: dirty art.
1: <laughs> we do, were doing this My dad was hell-bent on making us Americans, so he made us these little sandwiches in the morning that we'd eat every morning, and it was two slices of white toast and uh, plastic american cheese Mm -hmm. and a thin thin slice of ham (laughs) and every morning i had to wash that down with some chocolate i think it was milk (laughs) could have been other things right right and i cannot to this day stand the taste of cheese mozzarella is okay doesn't taste like anything yeah is it
3: all cheeses or just no
1: just strong cheeses
3: strong cheeses anything (laughs)
1: above a mozzarella
3: (laughs) okay (laughs) I cannot do,
0: <laughs> yeah, so you consider the plastic American cheese to be a strong cheese,
3: yes, it's <laughs> it's coming in too hot <laughs>
0: i'm I'm glad the the bar the bar for complaining today has been set extremely low, which is how I like great. it
1: great <laughs> Tell
3: right. um oh, I feel like you must have had someone say this already, but um kisses from dogs. No, I haven't. The worst. Everyone what are you
1: talking about?
3: <laughs> okay. What
1: are you talking about?
3: Disclaimer is I love dogs, I want to get a dog, but I feel like we're living in this collective lie that it's not weird that a thing licks its butt and then goes directly <laughs> to your lips. <laughs> but now I, you put me in the uncomfortable <laughs> position of <having> to defend <laughs> dog kissing. I
0: remember there's there's like studies that they do or I feel like this is like a high school experiment where mm-hmm. you like test the dog's mouth and test a human mouth and it's always cleaner
3: I have heard that. Listen, don't spit in my face and tell me it's raining. (laughs) I've seen that dog eat poop off the ground and then come to my face.
0: I've also, uh, like living in New York, I don't know if you've, like I I feel like my exposure to dogs, besides Barry's dog, which is always in the goddamn studio. (laughs) uh, It's always like, I'm always like alarmed when I'm exposed to a dog because I never expect it. Yeah, I'm like so I'm so like out of touch with the dog world. Mm-hmm. I cannot
1: relate, you guys. I cannot relate. <laughs> you love kisses. I from just love kisses from dogs. Yeah, I, I don't disagree. Sometimes not. I don't enjoy kisses from humans. Sometimes, but <laughs> dogs, yes. 100%. That I agree with.
0: Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Good. Good. Um, so, for people who don't know you both, can you explain what Nancy is? Where the idea came from?
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Take it away, Tobin.
3: Uh, Nancy is a queer storytelling show, so we do stories about the LGBTQ experience, Uh, we do interviews, we do conversations. It's with Kathy and I, who are reasonably charming, (laughs) reasonably...
1: Arguably. (laughs) We'll let the people decide.
3: (laughs) Um, And we like to say it's a show about how you define yourself and the journey it takes to get there. Nice. Or as one
1: Twitter person put it, we talk about gay things. Yeah.
3: <laughs> also true. Also Both true. Both of those things can be true. <laughs> we are capable of multitudes.
0: I guess this is a, a weird question, but I'm going to ask it. Mm-hmm. Um, what is What would you each say is the best part about uh, being part of the LGBT community? And because this is unhappy hour, what mm-hmm. is the worst part? My answer is just to kick us off best part is we can see more colors than straight people can. Mm-hmm. Worst part is our underwear is more expensive. That's true.
1: Oh, I did not know that.
0: It is. That's uh,
3: true. Gay underwear, at least.
1: Oh. Gay man underwear. Yeah. I see.
3: I do enjoy our ability to see the color Miflenta, though, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Straits, <laughs> if you don't know what that is, you don't. <laughs> You'll you will never, never will. You'll never know.
1: Um, Kathy, thing? I want to hear your my best thing. Mm-hmm. Sex is better.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs>
3: okay, okay, sure.
1: Statistically, women have better sex as cool. lesbians. Cool. So. There cool, you cool. go. Yeah, cool, cool, cool. cool. <laughs> Sorry, thing? straight women. You know, the worst thing I would have to say is probably the discrimination, and harassment.
0: <laughs> right, right, right. That is the that is the correct answer.
1: <laughs> if you can't laugh at it.
0: Oh my god! <laughs> All right, Tobin. Well, Kathy took
3: that one.
1: So.
0: Oh god!
1: Oh, no, I can't use that one anymore.
3: <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh, okay. The best part. I'm going to do a variation on what Kathy said, which is like I have enjoyed that with partners. I can just talk more about sex. In a way that, like, I'm not entirely sure what straight people say to each other in the bedroom, but my impression is that it's much more confined. Mm -hmm. Uh Uh-huh. Like, Mm -hmm. you can't say as much, like, what you want, what you're into, that sort of thing. So I enjoy that. (sighs) A thing I don't enjoy is how much I have to talk about my body with my therapist. (laughs) (laughs) Which is, like... True. <laughs> yeah. Aww, totally just bad. this you morning. Just this morning we talked for like 40 minutes about my food issues and then in the last 5 minutes I was like, "Oh, and the gay thing, too." <laughs> <laughs> and at this point she knows that it's like Yeah. It's like the but I'm ch- on like all of my issues <laughs> and the gay thing. Yeah. <laughs> I
0: have I have so many uh, I have so many therapy stories that there, this would take the entire time that we have. <laughs> what's your top What's the top story? My therapist I, has gotten very good at like just subtly like reading my entire life. Uh, oh. I'll go off on one tangent and she'll be like, "Actually, like I was describing someone who was annoying me, uh, and and at the end of my long rant, she was like." Have you thought about how you're basically describing yourself? <gasps> and I was like,
3: you know what?
0: <laughs> I don't pay you <laughs> to read my life like that. No. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Oh. And the fucked up thing was that she was right. Yeah, they which always is the problem. are. Yeah. They always are. So, mm. I I I don't like that. But mm. um yeah, I, so. I
1: think I need more of that in my life. We should share this contact info. I am looking for a therapist.
0: Yeah. I found mine on just, I went on like psychology today uh, that's and they what have I like do. a, yeah, they have a database. So I punched in my insurance and all of that. Mm. And it, then I was like, I want an older woman because mm. I don't want to mm. fall in love with him. So it has to be a woman. <laughs> <laughs> and then I feel like I, And there was one therapist that I went to who was, like, a young woman, and I was like, I don't know. I I feel like I want someone who's so removed from, like, my generation and, like, Mm. the internet. and Mm -hmm. Mostly because, like, I know how trivial the things that I complain about about the internet are. So I'm like, Mm -hmm. I want Mm -hmm. someone who I know is going to be, like... That's dumb.
3: (laughs) Like, Twitter can't make you mad.
0: (laughs) Turn off your phone and your problems are solved. Yeah.
3: Your ideal therapist is like the grandma on the back of like a 49er wagon going (laughs) to California. (laughs) Yeah, basically. Oh yeah. It would
1: be so good. Yeah.
3: Can I just say, I once tried to break up with a therapist. Like, I was ready to not see her anymore. Yeah. And it was the most bizarre experience where she turned into a used car salesman all of a sudden. Oh, no. And it was, like, trying Whoa. to convince me that I had too many things to leave her.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's horrible.
3: It was so bizarre. I was like, I think I'm going to take a break from therapy. Mm. And she's like, no, you, you need to keep seeing me. There's too many things. Yeah. <laughs> it's like... You oh know, no!
1: On the one hand, maybe she was genuinely worried about you.
3: No, it was like uh, <laughs> right.
0: emotional manipulation. Yeah, okay, she cool. she wanted the dollars. <laughs> cool. cool. Um, who would you say is the best gay character
3: ever invented, and then worst?
1: Oh my god!
3: Um, best gay character ever invented is indeed Big Bird on Sesame Street.
0: Yes. <laughs> 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 just in always in high drag.
3: Yeah. Yes. Big Bird. Yeah. <laughs> He's got He's high like, heels. Also go back and watch Sesame Street. He's also like the whiniest complainer, which I'm not saying is a gay thing, but it it's is. like a feature. He's always it absolutely like is. guys, why is this thing happening? You know, it's like that's Big
0: Bird's thing. I can't
1: relate. Really, I never watched
3: this. <laughs> I my
0: answer was SpongeBob SquarePants.
3: Oh. Because,
0: yeah, um, he and he and Patrick have a loving, caring, sexually fulfilling relationship mm-hmm, with one another. Mm-hmm. And, um, and they exist to piss off their straight neighbor, <laughs> Squidward. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> the worst gay character, um, I forgot what I... Oh, Dumbledore was my worst one. Oh, yeah. Because
3: he's basically not
0: gay. He right, is not exactly. gay.
1: Refer to our
0: episode. <laughs> yeah, you guys did a whole episode on this. Yeah. Yes.
3: Superstar producer Matt Collette did a whole story made all of the J.K. Rowling fans so angry. Oh, so mad.
1: So, so mad. angry. They were real mad. They yeah, came you after gotta us. be careful
3: on that one. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: you
3: talked about the play, too, right?
0: Matt did. A, l- a little bit? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: There's a, apparently, I haven't seen it, and Matt is boiling in the um, <laughs> producer's room right now. Like, wait, uh, producer's room? As if we keep them in a separate room. They, we do. Well, but... we do, but... <laughs> <laughs> They're behind glass, like fish yeah. in an aquarium. They can't um, say anything. No, but... So apparently in the play, there's a lot of no homo moments. Like, they right. get real close to, like, insinuating maybe two people are together, but then they don't kiss. Right, right. And then mm. it's like...
1: Just kidding. Friendship forever.
0: Yeah. yeah, I I read the play. I haven't seen it yet because I don't have a spare thousand dollars sitting around. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, it's like Harry's son and then like Draco's son mm-hmm. become friends at yes. Hogwarts years yes. later. Yeah, and it's a very homoerotic relationship. Yes, until friends. a woman <laughs> comes in and ruins everything. Thanks well. a lot, Kathy. <laughs> Did you have? Do you See, have like a, a best gay character? <laughs> I am the worst gay character. You can say that.
1: Um, my my favorite my favorite gay character is a problematic one. Oh no. Um and, and if you know me, then it's not a surprising answer. Should I get
3: ready to leave?
1: <laughs> no, Just you. Our who you, are back. No, you know this. No, you know this. My favorite my favorite lesbian movie is called Imagine Me and You. Oh no, this is fine. This yeah, is fine. this is Go fine. Go for it. Go for it. And my favorite gay character is this woman named Luce in that movie, played by the lovely Lena Headey. Now uh-huh. of Queen Cersei, fame. right? Mm-hmm. And I, I can't not love Cersei, <laughs> <laughs> right? Because of this movie,
0: <laughs> right? Uh, yeah, that might that might make watching Game of Thrones. It's, kind it's of It's hard to always
1: be on the side of the evil killer, but you know I'm okay with it. <laughs> I love her right. so much.
0: Okay. Do you have a, a gay character that you hate?
1: That I hate. I try not to hate. Okay. I don't know if I have one. I'll get do you to say one? something hateful okay. by the end.
3: I'm gonna say. Uh, I'm gonna say Stanford Blatch on yes. Sex in the City.
0: Who's <laughs> that? I was just thinking about him. <laughs> It's Carrie Bradshaw's gay best friend.
3: Yes. Oh,
1: is he the bald guy? Yeah. Mm
3: -hmm. And truly, like, I don't hate him as a character. I was fine with him in the series. And I actually liked that they did an episode where it's like, don't just set up your two gay friends. That's not going to work out. That's insulting. But (laughs) in Sex and the City, the second movie, which I did see in theaters, (laughs) it opens with an absolute car wreck of a wedding with Liza Minnelli singing Single Ladies. Oh,
0: right. (laughs) Oh, and Stanford
3: Blatch, and uh, I'm going to forget what Mario Cantone's character name was, but they get married. Yeah, I don't remember.
0: I mean, mm. that's that's if you acknowledge the Sex and the Seti movies as, not canon as part of the canon, yeah. <laughs> it's it's tricky. I yeah, I agree. I think Stanford is one of those problematic characters, but also one of those characters where I was like, I see myself.
3: Yes, yes,
0: yeah. <laughs> I too have fallen in love with a male model. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah, yeah. That I have no chance with, but I will put all of my hopes and dreams in.
3: Yes.
1: Yeah.
0: What is it like being sort of best friends and doing a podcast together and like, do you ever like...
1: Are you trying to ask if we hate each other?
0: Yes. We turn it on for this studio.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so you go home and uh, we go stick home needles and into then... tiny dolls of one another.
1: <laughs> we are truly great friends, mm-hmm. I'd say.
0: Do you live in New York or L.A.?
1: I live in both. <laughs> right. L.A. and New York. Right, I right. Split, I split my time equally between the two though right now it feels like I'm more in New York.
3: But you hate LA, Tobin? Yes. What I, about it? Here's my I I like LA okay, but I love to hate on
1: it. <laughs> Same. That's exactly how I feel. I but mean, you I mean, did a whole episode on it. Yeah.
3: Here's my thing. LA people love to tell you if you're skeptical, if you're skeptical of LA, LA people love to be like, there's so much culture here. And then when you ask them what they mean, the first example is usually they sometimes have concerts at the Grove. And I'm like...
1: First of all... uh, That's where they film the finale of Dancing with the uh, Stars. I have never said that in my life. (laughs) (laughs) I fully admit there's no culture in L.A. True. But it is 100% more comfortable.
0: (laughs) Right, right. So it is a trade-off. That's like you move to L.A., you Mm -hmm. realize you're giving up like sanity and (laughs) culture, but Mm -hmm. also you get... Sun, I guess
1: I argue there's no sanity in either places <laughs> right there's there there are things that can drive you insane in both cities mm-hmm. um i don't I don't hate New York, but I don't fully enjoy living here. Mm-hmm. I yeah. feel like people are squished and living on top of each other, along with like every other creature that lives in New York, yes, and I don't know how you get any privacy.
3: It's true. I had a, I actually just had this reflection this morning. Like there's a trope in TV where when someone first moves to New York, there's the shot that they get where the person runs up the steps from like exiting the subway and they stand at the top of the stairs and look around. Mm. And I like had a moment. Times yeah, yeah. And they're like standing <laughs> at the exit, like looking around. And I had a realization this moment of like, oh, I would shove that person out <laughs> of the way now. Yeah. Like I would come up behind them and be like. Uh, Right, get out of here. Uh,
1: Because you're a New Yorker.
3: Yeah. Mm.
0: I kind of had that experience. Like, I got screamed at a lot my first, like, (laughs) week
3: in New York. Because I'm also just, like,
0: I'm a tall person. I'm a wide person. Like, I get in people's way when Uh I don't mean to. And, like, I was on the subway, and I was standing near the door. And it was one of those, like, I'm going to be in the way no matter where I stand. So I might as well stand by the door. And this man was, like, fuck you asshole cuz i was standing in his way and i was like i'm so sorry
1: see that's where you went wrong you cannot apologize i
0: i know i learned that week 2 is when i stopped apologizing and started mm. fighting back yeah. and it's amazing that i've made it as long as i have oh my god without I still- getting stabbed I- because that's, like, that's my concern is, like, I'm going to die because I'll talk back to someone on the street, mm-hmm. and then
3: they'll, like, whip out a knife. I think that all the time. I think that all the time. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I still apologize. I, I do love I hearing
3: people complain about the subway if anyone wants to share. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that
1: is on my list. Subway's fun to complain about. I hate the subway. <laughs> I
0: genuinely, I've become one of those people who I'm, like, I haven't been underground since, like, 2017. <laughs> I, like, I refuse to take it. <laughs>
3: I mean I think I have issues with the subway and its functioning on a base level but I also have way more issues with like people's behavior on the subway so my latest thing is people who refuse to touch a pole as if they're above it Ah You know what I mean I and see. so then they're, like, I'm frequently on the subway with someone who's, like, shuffling around, like, a doe that just learned how to walk. <laughs> <laughs> and they just, like, won't touch a fucking pole or, like, mm, grab on. Right. And then the rest of us become, like, human bumper cars for them. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, just, t- you're not better than me. You it's know? like you're a not pinball machine. Me. Yeah. Yeah,
1: on the flip side, the people who hog the entire pole so nobody can grab onto it. Oh, like it. a full
3: body lean. Yes. Or, yeah. like,
1: the, the, you know, how do you, how do you explain this? It's, like you, the you wrap put your around. entire arm around it and then you're leaning on it like it's your best friend right mm-hmm. and nobody else is like can get their hand on the thing I without touching you i used to get you.
0: real cocky and be, and like grab the part where the <laughs> most of their body I was do on that it
1: too. really <laughs> yeah and then, then it's then like they
0: have to move yeah although that backfire, there was one time where they were there were these two guys who were like total man spreaders and Mm. there was one space in between them that I was like I'm gonna jam my body into that (laughs) and they'll have to move and and I did it and then the man the guy next to me neither of them moved and after one full awkward silent tense moment he turned to me and he was like dude you do not fucking fit no no this actually happened and I I was like maybe if you fucking moved and then i like got up in shame and like went to the next car cuz i was like i can't stay in here now <laughs> <stupid>. <laughs> this air is tainted <laughs> it was so awkward oh but i went God. for it and uh, it backfired so <laughs> the lesson here is don't try <laughs> bury bury down mm. your your wants and needs before we move on i do want to also ask apparently according to to my research you hate brunch tobin <sighs> Okay. Yeah, okay. Tobin. This is yeah. highly controversial. Deep, tense, God.
3: <laughs> Why? Okay, a couple things. One, it always happens at an inconvenient time of day. Brunch time. Brunch time. Because it's like a Sunday, I have a list of chores I want to do. It happens usually at a perfect moment to ruin morning and afternoon. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like you can't do anything fully before brunch and then you're like kinda drunk and full after, so you can't do anything after it always snowballs because people are garbage at RSVPing. So, right. like, inevitably you're going to go to brunch with two people and then they're all like, can my friend Karen come? <laughs> Karen's in town. Can Karen come? And I'm like, oh, <laughs> fine. Fine. And then suddenly you're, like, at a very busy brunch place being, like, can we get a table for 15? Right. And they're, like, no, you can't. It's 11 o'clock and everyone is here.
0: Yeah. The restaurant seats nine people. Yeah.
3: Um, Also, brunch in Brooklyn, like, truly, you can't throw a stone and not hit a new American restaurant. So Uh it's, like, a lot of eggs and burgers, like, things that I feel like I can make at home. But you're paying a full $20 for it.
0: Right.
1: These are great points. And a reason why I don't think I did well in law school is that when people make good points, I'm like, yeah, I see your point. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, cancel brunch. Brunch is canceled.
0: (laughs) No, I see. Like, I think the joy that I get from the experience is worth canceling everything else that day. Mm -hmm. Mm Because I agree that I'll get too drunk and then, like, the rest of the day is shot. And also then I'm hungover at, like, 7 p.m.
3: That's the other thing.
0: (laughs) Yeah.
3: It's not Mm. great. I would rather invite my friends over and, like, cook them breakfast. To me, that's, like... I get all of the benefits without, like, Mater D, who's like, "Mm."
0: Right. I have done a couple of those where it's like, oh, you can make your own brunch. And, like, this $10 can make food for, like, 40 people. (laughs) Who knew we didn't have to spend $500 on brunch?
1: I'm just going to add that I think this is just brunch in New York. Brunch everywhere else. Right, right. It's just you go at 10 o'clock to a breakfast restaurant. You eat your meal of delicious eggs. And then you leave. So, yeah, I guess we should be clear that <laughs> we're not talking about,
0: like, brunch, the meal, per se. It's mm. more the experience of brunch in I New York. It. Yeah, it's
3: a very specific kind of brunch mm. that I'm railing yeah. against.
0: Yeah. So we have, it's, we're calling it a game. It's not really a game. I've, it's a segment. <laughs> Let's call it a segment. <laughs> this segment I call Let It Out. It's a segment I just made up where you get to share your deepest, darkest feelings about a bunch of topics that right. I've randomly this is where the oh, Okay, yeah. coming. here we go. All right, cool. um, Stretching it out. Cool, cool, cool. <clears throat> First, mm. Olympic twink icon Adam Rippon on Dancing with the Stars.
1: Love, Adam. Don't watch the show.
3: Love Adam, full team Mirai Nagasu. I hope that she <laughs> takes it. Yeah. I'm offended that
1: they paired him with
0: a female dancer. I feel I like. I
3: had that thought too. I have that thought too.
0: We're beyond. We're beyond the binary. Yeah. Dancing mm. with the stars. Yeah. He could have done something mm. amazing. Yeah. It makes me sad, the like. Olympics to Dancing with the Stars.
3: Oh. Like, <laughs>
1: you
0: are at the highest I of did, highs I and did think that down. was
1: weird. I did think that was weird, but everybody was on board with it. and I was like, yeah. all right. Yeah. It's cool. because, yeah, one of the
0: first winners of Dancing with the Stars was Apollo Anton Ono or whatever. Uh, yes. I see. He has multiple names. Right. And yeah. yeah, yeah. It's, so it's like Olympic uh, people, Olympians, mm-hmm. have a good track record on Dancing with the Stars. I um, wish it,
1: Chloe Kim was there. She's great. Yeah,
3: she would have been fun. Yeah, she would have been great. My favorite moment, though, do you remember when Nancy Kerrigan was on Dancing with the Stars, or announced she was going to be on it, and Christy Yamaguchi, very sweetly and not meaning any ill will tweeted "break a leg." <gasps> did she really? <laughs> she did. I she do remember
0: done. that. Did she take it back? I
3: think that she like later clarified, <laughs> but there was a full five minutes where I was just screaming at my computer. <laughs>
0: Well, Tanya Harding will also be on this season of Dancing with the Stars. Is she really? Yeah.
1: Oh my god! Uh, Wow. Interesting.
0: Break a leg, Tanya. (laughs) <laughs> that reminds me of. Did you see uh, a couple weeks ago? Lord tweeted a picture of a bathtub. Yes.
3: Yeah. Oh <laughs>
0: And no, she didn't mean it. It was like her day off, uh-huh. and she was she was at a hotel, and she like did up a bubble bath and it had candles, and she took a picture of it, and uh, the caption was, "I will always love you." and Whitney Houston died in a bathtub. <laughs> oh, yeah. I did, I didn't know
1: that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I did all of the comments, all oh, of the comments no. were like,
0: "Delete this. Yeah, It's a terrible joke." But oh like, gosh. I don't think it was a joke. No, I she think truly she genuinely did didn't not, know. Yeah. 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 We had a whole debate about whether she knew what she was doing. And I was like, Lord is not that cruel. I don't yeah. know if she would be like, you know what would be hilarious? That. A Whitney Houston reference. Oh my God.
1: I would make that mistake. I get you, Lord. I get oh, you. Oh,
3: man.
0: Um, opinions on the L word.
1: Well, <laughs> I
0: I have to admit I haven't watched it because I don't want to get any ideas, you know?
1: <laughs> uh, you know, Alan Cumming makes an appearance on, on the L word, and his yeah. condition was that I want to sleep with a lesbian. <laughs> Good really? Yeah. <laughs> huh. Yeah. Huh. Um, there, we did a whole episode on this. Mm-hmm. I have many opinions, some more popular than others, mm-hmm. and that is. Uh,
0: Give us your most unpopular opinion.
1: I oh, easy. am pro Jenny. Okay. I'm a fan of Jenny. This means nothing to either of you. <laughs> right. <but> right. <laughs>
0: I'll watch it, and then in a couple months, I'll get back to you on my yeah. my reaction. I think
1: she is. Uh, she's done some bad things, but you know we haven't we all I mean none of us have like put down a dog but like she
3: <laughs> I'm not gasping because I put down a dog it's something else what I just had a deep realization about you what because you consistently love characters that everyone else hates like you love Jenny true. on the L Word you love Faith I do love on, Faith uh, but Buffy. can we can we be <laughs> you like characters that you think you could fix I
1: do oh that's that it says a lot for that's what me. a, a it. dating life yeah <laughs> These are people you think you like. I, if I met them, I could fix them. I love people that I think might have a heart of gold if I look deep enough. Yeah. Right,
3: right. It's, it's a good thing, though. It's like you want to care for people and, and you're care- – yeah. this is – I see you.
1: Oh, thanks. Thanks, the, Tobin. The Cersei
0: Lannisters. Oh. <laughs> There's some you might not be able to fix. You might, you might just have to kill them.
1: <laughs> you know, I think Cersei is redeemable. I think she's redeemable. I can. You, know. you want to
3: get in there and just be like, girl, I got you. I Dragons know. and all, I got you. <laughs> she has nothing left to lose at this point. You know? <laughs> you just, know? She has a brother
0: to fuck and a, a <laughs> world to conquer. Um, RuPaul's Drag Race star Robbie Turner faking the death of her oh Uber God. driver.
3: <laughs> Do any of those words mean anything <laughs> no. to you, Kathy?
0: RuPaul. RuPaul. Um, There was a RuPaul's Drag Race (laughs) contestant from a few seasons ago named Robbie Turner Mm -hmm. who inexplicably started tweeting about how she got in an accident with she was in the backseat of an Uber and the driver died. And then for some reason, while driving, I guess so. It was like an accident where the driver died. And for some reason, people started investigating and called someone called Uber and Uber was like, Yeah, nobody died. (laughs) And so everyone's like, Why did you make up this story?
1: Oh, my God. I just
3: don't understand, like, why you would make up the most checkable... deep cut like so intense of a lie my reaction was just like why would
0: anybody have the inclination to like call uber and check that (laughs) like i agree if someone wanted to check it yeah it would be a checkable lie but like Mm -hmm. why would anybody be like i bet she's lying (laughs) let me call uber
3: well you are the kind of person she was counting on
0: i know i'm very (laughs) gullible in that way the new queer eye how do we feel
1: I love it. Yeah, I'm pro. I, I'm pro. I love it. I mean, it's got its issues like most things. Right. But I love it. Also, Jonathan Van Ness is just a gem.
0: Yeah.
3: I appreciate that it uh, it makes the case that being gay is about more than just gestures and catchphrases, <laughs> which I feel like the first one did a little bit. Yeah. And this one is like a little more like, no, they're actually gay. Like, they're going to talk about it. Right. They're going to be affectionate with each other.
0: Right, right. I like that.
3: Yeah. Yeah, it's more than
0: catchphrases. It's also about avocados.
3: Yes. <laughs> Do you think Anthony can cook is the hard-hitting question?
0: I think Anthony can cook, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: I you're believe not, that. You're not skeptical of him.
0: I think he's made an effort enough to post his cooking stories on Instagram <laughs> that I am convinced. Okay. I would still would like him to make me a meal, just so I know for sure. Yes. But, yeah. Um, Sandra O. Oh. <gasps> <laughs> oh. That's the only reaction we need. Yeah, <laughs> that's all you need.
3: We both just grabbed imaginary pearls.
1: I've watched Grey's Anatomy since the very beginning. We're on we're on year fourteen, you guys. I can't mm. believe it. I am still watching. I last night I, I missed the actual airing of it, and I was trying to find an illegal link to do it. <laughs> Couldn't find it. It's fine. I'm gonna watch it today. But uh-huh. Sandra O oh is like, sure. Sandra oh is just. I well also I have got her so confused with Christina Yang that I cannot separate the two. I cannot. I keep seeing her posters on the on the subway, uh-huh. and I'm like, Christina's coming back, but it's not. She's just a new project. I mean,
0: right. It's yeah. Fine,
1: but it's not fine.
0: She's in this new show on like BBC America, Killing Eve. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. I haven't seen it yet, but Me I've heard good things. Yes. Um, The last one, Snapchat, a.k.a. Kylie Jenner's toilet paper. (laughs) (laughs) She cost them, like, billions of dollars. I know. (laughs) Did she really? She did. She was like, Snapchat is so over. Something like that. Yeah. And they lost, like, a billion dollars in their... Well, or whatever.
1: let's have it go down even more because I am not a fan of Snapchat because it makes no sense and I don't think it's me. I think it's bad UI completely. Well, yeah. so
3: I read a thing once that um, Snapchat may have intentionally designed it to be hard so that Bullshit. adults couldn't figure it out. Bullshit. Oh. So it's that bad teens UI. would just be the ones using it. <laughs> Bullshit. Like, I used Snapchat for a while and I feel like I knew how to do two features. Like there was probably a whole other room in that house that I never went to. <laughs>
0: You know? i do think that is the type of reason that i would come up with when like you do something that goes right and then you're like oh yeah i totally meant to do it that way <laughs> right? it's like no you just fucked up <laughs> but some people liked it so you uh, yeah yeah that's the snapchat watch way.
1: that stock tank
0: um <laughs> before i let you go where can people find both of you and your work
1: Well, we're both on Twitter, as well as our podcast. I'm at underscore Kathy2, because Kathy2 is taken. (laughs) (laughs) Damn it.
3: (laughs) I know. Uh, I'm at Tobin Lowe, both on Twitter and Instagram. And Mm -hmm. also, we have Twitter and Instagram for Nancy Podcast as well.
2: Podcast. Awesome. Well,
3: thank you both. Everybody check out season three of Nancy,
2: which is
1: out now. Nancypodcast.org. Come check it out. We're doing a whole friendship project right now. If you have a problem making friends, you guys
3: nancypodcast.org slash friends. We're here to help. (laughs) Thanks. Thank
0: you for having us. Bye. All right, we're almost there. We're almost at the end of the show. But first, our chasers. Chasers are the good stuff that helps all the bad shit go down. It's something good that makes all the bad stuff worth it. Barry,
2: do you have a chaser this week? Matt, I do have a chaser this week. Now, I need to preface this by saying most of the time... When you want to have ice cream, you just have ice cream. But in my old age, I've realized that I just can't really digest dairy the way that I used to. Same. And while I'm usually very anti-dairy-free things when it comes to dessert, I did find a Popsicle that's never let me down. And I want to share it with you. Okay. Yeah. It's a cookies and cream dairy-free coconut Popsicle. <laughs> The brand is called Good Pop. This is not sponsored. I truly love it so much. Uh, they come in packs of four. They're pretty inexpensive. I buy it every week and I eat one and it doesn't make my tummy hurt or anything disgusting happen later. So that's my chaser. They truly make the bad things uh, go down. All right. <laughs> oh, You know, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Matt, what about you? What's your chaser this week?
0: My chaser is for John Krasinski's beard mm. in a quiet place. And I went into that movie not expecting to like his beard because I like Jim Halpert, John Krasinski. Me too. Beardless, young, adolescent, like toddler, John Krasinski.
2: (laughs) Giant toddler, John Krasinski.
0: (laughs) No, I like Jim Halpert, John Krasinski. So I went in not expecting to be on board, but then he got me on board. Even though... I have a few complaints about A Quiet Place. One, I don't like being reminded that John Krasinski is married to Emily Blunt, even though they're in the movie together and they're very good. Two, if you don't know A Quiet Place, the premise of the movie is that they exist in a world where these like aliens go after all sound, so they have to be silent for almost the entire movie. Whoa which means the theater is very quiet and the girl who was sitting next to me was the most obnoxious person I think I've sat next to in any movie. I was also, I went with two friends, but we got there too late, so we Ugh. all had to sit separately.
2: Such an annoying New York problem.
0: <laughs> yeah, and so I got stuck next to this woman, and she managed. She's the only person that I've sat next to in any movie that managed to somehow make their popcorn last an entire two hours. And she chewed each piece like she was fucking jaws <laughs> chomping into the abdomen of a <laughs> bikini clad swimmer. You like that imagery? <laughs> and then she had her like straw in her cup that she kept like violining back and forth. What? And she sneezed a whole bunch. Oh, I didn't like God. it. I didn't like any of it. But... Except John Krasinski's beard. There we go. And it was a really good movie. Good. But maybe wait till it comes out on DVD. <laughs> Rent it on VHS and watch it at home so you don't have to sit next to the monster that I sat next to. That's the real lesson of A Quiet Place. It's not the monsters in the movie. It's the monsters were us all along. And that's it! Thanks for listening to this week's Unhappy Hour. You can head to Apple Podcasts or Spotify or Stitcher, wherever else you get podcasts. Hit that subscribe button, then rate us, review us, only if it's nice. Also, we hit over 1,000 reviews, which doesn't mean you should stop, motherfuckers. It means you should keep leaving reviews. Leave seven reviews. Eight. I think you can only leave one. But get your friends to listen. Share it. Tweet at us. Unhappy Hour is a production of Pineapple Street Media. It's produced by Barry Finkel, Josh Gwynn, Jenna Weiss-Berman, and me, Matt Belisai. Special thanks to Matt Collette, Max Linsky, Eleanor Kagan, Jonathan Menivar, and Matias Brunkheiser. Music by Hansdale Sue. You can find me on all the social medias at Matt Belisai. That's it. That's everything. Thank you for listening. See you next week. Uh, bye bye
2: oh thank you to tg's april 14th 2018 five-star review barry is the true star i only listen to this podcast for barry (laughs) what love you tg's well fuck this (laughs)